is me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. While niggas flirt, I'm sewing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? i see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. Here come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. The hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man eye. Big man, they never try. So we roll with them. Uh-huh. Stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate. The cookies, butter crunch. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man. Take a better stand, put money in my mom's hand. Get my daughter this college plan, so she don't need no man. Stay far from timid, only make moves when your heart's in it. And live the phrase, sky's the limit.
feeling as broke as me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh-huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh-huh. My niggas flirt. I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh-huh. You want to see the inside? Huh? I'll see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh-huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh-huh. They come my intuition. Uh-huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh-huh. Here comes respect. His crew's your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, ah, big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch, the milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch, 88. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I then began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart. Break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use pipes, others use injections. Syringe sold separately. Frank the deputy. Quick to grab my Smith and Wesson like my dick was missing. To protect my position, my corner, my layer. While we out here, say the hustler's prayer. If the game shakes me or breaks me, I hope it makes me a better man.
me. I like that. When I was young, I had two pair of leaves. Besides that, the pinstripes and the gray. Uh -huh. The one I wore on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh -huh. While niggas flirt, I'm throwing tigers on my shirt. And alligators. Uh -huh. You want to see the inside, huh? I'll see you later. They come the drama. Oh, that's that nigga with the fake. Uh -huh. Wow. Why you punch me in my face? Stay in your place. Play your position. Uh -huh. Become my intuition. Uh -huh. Go in this nigga pocket. Rob him while his friends watch it. That hoes clock it. Uh -huh. Here comes respect. Cruise your crew, or they might be next. Look at they man, I big man, they never try. So we roll with them, uh, stole with them. I mean, loyalty. Niggas bought me milks at lunch. The milks with chocolate, the cookies, butter crunch. Enterprising, I ain't have to be in school by 10. I've been began to encounter with my counter parts of how to burn the block apart, break it down into sections. Drugs by these selections. Some use God damn. God damn is right, ladies and gentlemen. God damn is right. Ah, what is going on, everybody? What is going on, everybody, man? Ah, we are back. We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man, and this is episode 196, right? Yes, 196 of the news. What is going on, everybody? What is going on, everybody, man? <sighs> man, we got a lot to talk about today. We got a lot to talk about today, man. We got news on Monday Night Raw and where they're uh, predicted to be going. We got news on, uh, yeah, we got news on Monday Night Raw, man. We got news on uh, Bobby Lashley's group. We got news on Sting and his last match. We got news on Tony Khan. Well, that's not really news, but talking points on Mr. Tony Khan and his Ant his Twitter antics, which from everything I've read up until this point, uh, is embarrassing in the backstage morale department in his company. Uh, 
And we got news on Roman Reigns, the tribal chief, missing elimination chamber, possibly. We're going to talk about it. I don't know if I believe it. I don't know if you guys should believe it either. So, but we're definitely going to get to it, man. And we're going to start you guys off with that. But first, before we get into all that good stuff, let's go ahead and hop right in the intro, man. So what is going on, everybody? We are back with yet again another edition of the Notorious Heels Podcast. And this is another edition of the news. This is episode 196 of the news, man. And if this is your first time watching, and you guys do not know how the show works, every Monday we are on here with Notorious Unscripted. And every Friday we are on here with the news. If you guys did miss this past Monday's edition of Notorious Unscripted, that is WrestleMania. Or Elimination Chamber, we talked about The Rock and Roman Reigns and all the uh, internet buzz, uh, the internet out uh, whining, uh, saying that, you know, the match is good enough, but it's not good enough for Elimination Chamber. So we talked about all that, we talked about all that good stuff, we talked about whether it should happen at Elimination Chamber in Perth or in Philadelphia at WrestleMania, we talked about all that good stuff. We talked about uh, what was a pretty pretty decent week of AEW Dynamite. Uh, the AEW debuts of Deanna Perrazzo and the return of Private Party. We talked about all that stuff. Um, so if you guys did miss that, that is available for you guys on all platforms. That is Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to see it first, join us right here live every Monday after Monday Night Raw for Notorious Unscripted. Also... If you guys have not got a chance to get your hands on some of the official Notorious Heels podcast merchandise, you guys can now find this live on the merch shop. That is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video and in either mine or Sir K's social media pages, man. You got all eight of these beautiful designs available on there for you guys, man. You got the Chicago flag design. You got the uncrowned kings of the IWC. The Biggie Inspired Design, the Base Logo Design, the Best Kept Secret to the IWC, the Riddler Inspired Design, the Notorious World Order, the... Chicago flag version, like you see on your screen, that also comes in classic black and white and Wolfpack red. You got the Grand Slam design, the Scratch logo, and the only community that matters. You got all eight of these beautiful designs, plus more available on the merch shop for you guys. Again, that is bonfire.com. Link is at the top of the description of this very video. And with that, if this is your first time watching, guys, do not know who we are here at the Notorious Heels Podcast. I am Johnny Mayhem, one half of the host of this very show. And as for the other half... We got my man, Sir K, here. How's it going, man? It's going, man. It's going. I want to apologize now to you guys if I sound like John Laurinaitis for this episode. Um, I don't know if it's from the hernia, but I've heard they can heartburn like a motherfucker. And that makes me sound like John Laurinaitis. So I apologize in advance for sounding like Mr. Laurinaitis. I swear to God, I'm not getting a trash bag. But um, I'm going to sound like him. Was he the one with the trash bags or was that someone that else? That was Mark Carano. <clears throat> Mark Carano, yep. I always confuse him. He, you know, I was not doing what he was doing. For sure. But um, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing all right. Just uh, just waiting to talk to the surgeon for everything. And um, been chilling, man. Just waiting for all that. I was waiting for um for Royal Rumble weekend now and wait for, for surgery at this point so what a month of what a 2024 start man um but I'm doing good man I'm doing good just waiting man just waiting for all this shit to finally be fucking fixed 
But, um, I'm chilling, man. Waiting for Royal Rumble. Can't wait for that. And hell yeah, man. Like Durante always asks, how's life? How's the family? Life's good. The family's good. How is everybody doing in live chat and in the replay, man? What about you? How are you doing? Yeah, man, I'm doing good, bro. Doing good. Still battling what I got. Um, so, I don't know. No, that was after Monday. Um, I, your boy, tested positive for RSV. So, you know, thankfully it wasn't COVID or the flu or anything, but got RSV, man. So it's, uh, uh, honestly, my personal experience from it, because I had COVID before once, uh, WrestleMania 37 weekend. Yeah, the mm-hmm. WrestleMania, the WrestleMania where fucking Samoa Joe was standing outside in a poncho. That WrestleMania, that weekend, um, or Hawaiian Joe, according to some people, the big Hawaiian dude. Um, dude. Uh, we, uh, I had it then, did not hit me at all. I this for some reason is my kryptonite. They they found uh, they met my match. They found my match, and this is it. Um, so yeah, this absolutely is, is horrible. Uh, today it's literally new shit every day. One day I fucking wake up and I can't fucking breathe. The next day I wake up and my fucking nose is clogged. Today I wake up and I can't, I could barely fucking hear out of my ears. This is a bunch of bullshit, man. Uh, this is a seriously a bunch of bullshit. You guys know, um, I know, you know, uh, anybody that knows me personally and you guys know at the, know at this point, cause I talk about it every time it happens. If there's one thing that I hate on this planet with a literally with a fucking passion, it's getting sick. I know some people like it cause they get to like, it's a free excuse to like, you know, fucking lay in the bed all day and do absolutely nothing. I fucking hate like 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 resting like laying down yeah, and resting i I'd, I'd much rather fucking be up doing something i hate i absolutely hate this shit it sucks but that's what i got man that's what i got um but thankfully this gives me something to keep myself occupied and look forward to with because good god yeah this is horrible this is uh like i said every day Every fucking day, it's waking up and something new is fucked up. So, that sucks, but it is what it is, and we're going to get through it. So, so, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's pretty much going on with me. But, other than that, I'm good. As Durante always asks, I'm good. Family's good. What about you, Durante? Logan? Bell? How the hell are you guys doing? What the hell is going on? And boy, oh boy, we got a lot to talk about. So, (sighs) I think we should. I think we should, Bill. I think we should, too. Well, I know we said we were going to start with Roman, but shall we? Shall we? Ooh. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, I've been looking forward to this all week. Ah, oh, man. So, we were going to start with Roman Reigns, but because of Bell's comment, man, since we're on the topic, 
Let's talk about it, bro. Let's fucking talk about it. So, obviously, this isn't news. This is just really interesting and really great talking points uh, for today. So, first of all, did everybody see the fucking... Uh, uh, it was one of the DJs that went out there with Swerve, I think, talking about what he's seen backstage at All In because... If you guys didn't, bro, that was absolutely fucking hilarious, man. This man was talking about CM Punk was going ballistic. There was blood everywhere. The big Hawaiian dude was trying to break it up, and he was screaming, you know, this is our moment, like he's in DIY, you know, this is our moment, and fucking Tony Khan's fucking yelling at CM Punk that he's ruining the moment for everybody and to get the fuck out there and wrestle. Oh, man. Absolutely hilarious that he he does yell at them, at least in that moment he yelled at people, and still nobody takes him seriously, probably because he looks like a fucking goof while he's yelling. Um, but, other than that, let's talk about what we're here for, man. So, this all started with WWE on Fox and WWE USA Network's Twitter accounts. I got the images here for you. Here they are. WWE on Fox quote tweets a tweet from the Jacksonville Jaguars that says, playoff tickets are now on sale at dailies underscore dash hashtag Duval. And then USA Network replied to a tweet uh, from or Tony Khan replied to a tweet from USA Network, which comment, USA Network commented on a tweet about Seth Rollins and Jinder Mayhal um, that said, what uh, Raj was talking something about they have history because they were in the finals, uh, the inaugural, to crown the inaugural NXT champion, right? So USA Network fucking comments, what, what was the cage match rating? So... That's, you know, let's stop. Let's stop right there, right? Let's stop right there. We'll go back to the image to show you guys the rest of the tweets. I know you guys already seen them, but I had a great conversation uh, or I, you know, I enjoyed seeing your guys tweets and your takes on it. But so let's start right there. So obviously this is going to rile Tony Khan up, right? Tony Khan on his plane or in his car or wherever the fuck he is in his hotel room seeing these tweets is going to get pissed. And the reason WWE on Fox put the Kurt meme was because the Jaguars got knocked out of the playoffs after, you know, they posted playoff tickets are now on sale. After that, they get knocked out of the playoffs, right? WWE on Fox hits them with the, the Kurt meme, right? So, WWE on Fox send in a couple shots. Okay, okay. So, let's let's get it. Let's let's get in further to this, right? So, back to the images. So, first, Tony Khan sends out a tweet. Now, I was in the hospital when uh, I, I seen these tweets, and I swear to God. As soon as I seen a double standard, I was like, 
oh no i didn't even see the rest of the fucking tweet yet and i said oh no i'm sitting in the waiting lobby and i, and I click on it i'm like oh god this is gonna be bad so as you can see he says a double standard hook at 730 hook 28 and one record on winning streak calls out the champ a logical challenge sparks online outrage Jinder Mayhal has literally lost, literally, literally lost every single match in the past year. Immediately gets a title shot. Where is the rage? Hashtag AEW on AEW Dynamite tomorrow on TBS. So then he sees Tony Khan stumbles across the "What was the cage match?" rating comment, and he replies to this as well. He says. A moral victory for USA is one more win than their world title challenger, Jinder Mayhal, has in the past 364 days. Because it's literally been a full year since he's won a match. You really put AEW in our place getting Jinder Mayhal in a big match on your TV show. Do it more often. So let's stop right there. Let's stop right there before we get on to the other uh tweet oh actually no one pertains to that let's go right back to that image so eric bischoff after he gets done calling him a a has-been which i will admit is kind of funny um yeah he definitely is 100 percent, 100 percent. um so some fan tweeted at eric and was talking something about uh abaddon you know having no momentum and not winning shit before uh she came back and got a TBS title match. And Eric says, hey, at Tony Khan, is this true or is it a bot? Tony says, no, at Eric Bischoff, not true at all. Abaddon returned to AEW plus one plus then they won a plus then they won that then she won a, a four way match on TNT against the other great wrestlers to earn a title shot, which is completely different than someone going a full year with a full year losing every match they're in, plus getting a title shot without a single win. Did you feel like I have Dave Meltzer write that tweet? I, I think so. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, bro. So, first of all, to all the people saying... Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Gotcha. Um, oh, okay. I, I definitely thought that was a Dave Meltzer, uh, a Dave, a Dave, eh, a Dave Meltzer uh, literature tweet. Anyways, so, so, to anybody that says, well, you know, WWE's accounts riled him up first. Do you fucking see? Triple H, do you fucking see Scott Demore? Do you see fucking Shawn Michaels going out there and fucking making fucking tweets like this, dude? Leave this kind of shit to your, uh, uh, what is it? Leave this to your, yeah. First of all, leave this to your uh partnered accounts your AEW on TNT your AEW on TBS accounts Tony you're out here 
airing WWE's fucking, uh, you know, booking holes. You know, you're all, they're airing their logic gaps. You have your own. How about all these motherfuckers that challenge fucking Orange Cassidy? Fucking, uh, I mean, seriously, bro. You got people out here, you got these people out here challenging Orange Cassidy that have nothing, uh, that have nothing even in their credentials that even fucking remotely uh, close to them, uh, like, garner a championship match. So first of all, that makes no sense. The other thing, Hook. Hook. <sighs> Bro. Hook has a 28-1 record. Who? Who's he or winning? Uh, winning. He has one loss oh. to Jack Perry. <laughs> oh my god, I was going to say holy fuck. Hook has a 28-1 record in AEW. But who did he beat? I couldn't tell you. Who? Who the fuck did he beat? I mean, seriously, bro. I mean, dude, okay, so you're out here, and and this is absolutely hilarious to me because AEW fans have been talking a lot recently about AEW needs to bring back the rankings. This is exactly why they don't, because Tony Khan does shit like this, and he thinks he can get away with it. He's got fucking 28 wins. Fucking 27 of them probably came from fucking AEW Rampage with the one being at fucking All In and he beat a dead ass Jack Perry. So, where's the, I mean, there's no struggle. There's no struggle. There's no big names in Hook's championship uh, or in his, uh, uh, in his uh, record. Ethan Page got a title shot against MJF. Fucking Kenny Omega. <laughs> Kenny Omega got a championship match before Takeshita, and Takeshita beat him twice earlier that year. Huh? Make that make sense. Daniel Garcia just got a fucking championship match against MJF. And yeah... Does General Mahal deserve to be in a fucking championship title match? No. And who do you think is excited about that, Tony? Like I said in my tweet, who the fuck do you think is excited about Jinder Mahal and Seth Rollins? So much so to the point where you think you feel like you had to tweet about it. What? And then after you did what you did on Wednesday, you basically showed me... You don't look at Hook as a legitimate challenger anyway, because when the legitimate challengers left, then you brought him out. Doesn't make any sense. And here's the thing. Again, leave the fun little banter to the fucking accounts, the, the, the network accounts. Let the fucking networks go at it and fucking have fun with it. What the fuck are we doing here, bro? I mean, seriously, you're going out there, you're fucking, you're talking all this shit about WWE show, and you got problems on your own show. Again, half of these motherfuckers that challenge Orange Cassidy 
don't do shit. They don't do shit. Maybe they got good records from fucking dark matches and dark and ring of honor, but fucking who have they beaten that are legitimate on AEW television? Nobody. Golly. So again, Other, uh, the other thing, you're talking all this shit, and all I'm seeing through his comments are generational dynamite coming tomorrow, generational this coming tomorrow, and the episode of dynamite we got was trash. That's your comeback? That's your comeback? That episode is probably the most boring episode of Dynamite I've watched in a long time. There was one thing of a singular segment that I remember from that show already. It was yesterday. I don't remember anything else. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that to me, Logan. What did we just talk about on Monday? That Continental Fatal 4-Way? Fucking Trent uh, Trent 7. I mean, fucking not Trent 7. Trent Beretta. Um, Brian Cage. Vikingo. And Bounty Brian Keith. The fuck? The fuck? If... Two of them already been in the company. <laughs> like, it's it makes no fucking sense. <clears throat> it, it's, it's all fucked, dude. Um, Tony Khan has no right to talk about logical booking gaps because there's a million in his show. And yeah, there's a bunch in WWE. Guess what? I don't care. You know, it's not like this motherfucker Jinder is going to face some fucking Royal Rumble in the main event. You know what I mean? It is literally, it's a random ass, it's a random ass fucking Raw match. You know, literally, I think they're, I couldn't tell you the last Dynamite without some type of title match. Whether it's fucking international or fucking international, <laughs> like we get a fucking international title match every week, and it's boring. It's the most boring, useless part of the fucking show. And you want to talk about how how Jinder Mahal has no record? He's just getting the title match. So is Hook. You did it last night. Yeah, he has a record. No one cares about it. Like that's. Yeah, I don't think Tony Khan gets the purpose to a record system. It's not, oh, I have 28 to 1 on my record. I deserve a title shot. It's, I have 28 to 1 on my record. They remember that, and I don't look like a loser. So that's good. That's all it is. That's all it is just to keep track. It's not, oh, I have a good record. I deserve a title shot. It's, oh, I have a good record. I'm not being booked like shit. That's the only thing you benefit from your from your ranking system maybe if you put some fucking energy behind it and make and made like different things with different points like they should have done with the continental classic in my opinion maybe then people will pay attention to it you know a win on dark or roa you know, first of all a win outside of anything aew logoed doesn't matter in my opinion it shouldn't even cost you a record unless it's new japan around forbidden door time other than that, ROH matches, they don't matter here to your record. You could be fucking Roman Reigns over there in ROH, and I don't care. I really don't care. But that's what they should have done with the Continental Classic. I, you know, you win a match, you get three points or whatever. 
I don't like the way you win to determine how many points you get in those matches. The way you lose how many points you don't get in the matches. Shit like that. And you could do that for your ranking system. But you're not going to do that. You're just going to keep track of pointless ROH dark rampage matches that people don't watch. I don't watch. I don't even watch your second main show collision. So I can't even tell you what's going on over there. Let alone what's going on on fucking ROH. You have no right to talk, Mr. Tony Khan, about any logical booking gaps. Because your show is fucking filled with illogical booking gaps. 24 fucking 7. It happened last night. It happened last night. We will talk about that on Monday. Yeah, look, look cool last night. Why is he getting a fucking world title match? <laughs> like, yeah. what? I, it doesn't make any sense, man. And, you know, for years, and to this day, I'll hinder the gender. He's not a good, that good of a talent. You know, I could say all I want about gender, but, like, he had to catch this stray, bro. He, he's just minding his own business, Literally. getting a random one-off title shot, and moving on. So, same thing with what's happening on your show, Tony. Hook is going to get this random title shot, and we won't see him for the next three weeks, at least. So what's the difference between you and, at this point, Vince McMahon is the real comparison. You know, and that and that and and that's that's the thing too. Wheeler Yuta getting a fucking continental title match tonight. For what? Didn't this guy just lose to Hook in an FTW title match? Didn't he just lose to him? I mean, what the fuck? I mean, and that's the thing too. You know, you got uh, like Logan saying, the strength of your schedule matters. Uh, who you beat matters dude hook has beaten fucking a list of nobodies and he deserves to challenge samoa joe for the fucking AEW world heavyweight championship and the thing you know the thing is about Gender is gender. You're coming out here. You're blasting this man. I hope you realize all you did was make people care about the match against Seth more. I hope you realize that, right? I hope you realize yeah. that you like, because of this, this sparked a laundry list of fucking Jinder Mahal, biggest baby face on earth memes that are absolutely some of the funniest fucking things I ever seen. I don't know if you guys seen it. I know I retweeted it, but there's a fucking edit going around of fucking Jinder Mahal highlights behind uh, Forever by Drake and Eminem and Lil Wayne and Kanye. Bro, that shit is fucking hilarious, dude. And... All this started because of Tony Khan. You're making people care about the WWE product more. And you put more eyes on Dynamite. Great. Fantastic. Wonderful. All you had to do is go into that show and deliver a 2021 AEW Dynamite episode. And what did you do? You walked into Daly's place and you completely shit the bed with your show. And you fucking... Yet again, made an, a complete ass out of yourself. Yet again, Tony. You talked all that shit to the point... You got your world champion going out there saying, 
I want to put the focus back on what's going on on television. And what did Tony Khan go and do? He went and put the focus right back on himself and Twitter. Everything that happened on Twitter Tuesday evening was fucking ten times more interesting than what happened on AEW Dynamite last uh, two nights ago. Literally. Literally. And that's the thing that Tony Khan doesn't get. Like, dude, you got your people on here trying to make the TV the most important part of your TV. And you go on Twitter and bitch and fucking complain and shit. And guess what? We don't care about TV. I care about what's going on backstage of the company. And you sitting in fucking gorilla tweeting and shit. Like, it's all any. You're making it all anyone cares about. Completely ridiculous, bro. Completely ridiculous, dude. And here's the thing. With Jinder Mayhew, is Tony Khan, you know, is he wrong about what he said? No, he's not. He's not. That's the thing. Is 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 he wrong that Jinder Mahal shouldn't get a world title shot because he's lost? No, he's not wrong. But to go out there and publicly bury a fucking talent that absolutely did nothing to you... Is like it looks ridiculous. It looks sorry as fuck on your part. It does. It really fucking does, man. And again, like Sir K said, what the fuck did Jinder have to catch them strays for? You know what I mean? Like, it's just getting it was just going to work, bro. <laughs> like, dude, he's a talent. Like, you think he was on fucking, did he, you think he logged in the USA Network Twitter account and tweeted that shit? What the fuck? It doesn't make any fucking sense, dude, and it comes off looking so fucking horrible. Yet again, for Tony Khan and AEW, and again, this man Samoa Joe was just on an AEW media scrum talking about that talking about how people what he talked about it on wednesday how people go on twitter with their whole ass comments yeah your boss hey where's brian danielson can you find this motherfucker please can you please Mm. Mm. that's the other thing how's it fucking look you're fucking uh going out there tweeting tweeting about uh you know Tweeting about WWE, you know, nothing happens to you, but when your talent wants to fucking tweet about how they want to do better, which can only make your company more money, they get fined for that. But it's okay for you to go out there and fucking complain on Twitter and and, and bitch about everything. Name me a fucking promoter, a booker, a matchmaker, whatever you want to call these guys. Name me another one of them uh, that's on a mainstream level that fucking does shit like that. Tony, leave it to these partnered accounts to fucking bicker and banter back and forth with each other. Leave it to them. It doesn't make sense, dude. It doesn't make fucking sense. And it's a horrible look. It's a horrible look. For AEW, especially when you go out there and you produce shit like that on your AEW television. And again, you take all the focus away from Dynamite and you fucking put it right back on yourself. Good going with your whole ass comments.
and talk about his own fucking boss at that point. I really hope he was, because it's what his boss is doing. It's, it's fucking lessening the respect and just image of AEW every time he does that shit. It is. I mean, name me a time, again, when Vince McMahon was on Twitter fucking bickering back and forth with fucking the, the fucking fattest the IWC has to offer. I mean, what the fuck, man? Same thing with fucking Paul Levesque. Fucking, do you... I know this man, Triple H, for for the past year, uh, when he first took over creative, kept seeing those uh, biggest fraud jokes. Triple H. Did he ever fucking say anything? Did he ever go into somebody's comment section? Did he ever fucking no. quote tweet? No! He no. didn't. <laughs> the only time he quote tweets is to make the company look better. Fucking... Like, he's not fucking complaining on Twitter 24-7 like a, like a mark. He's a mark. Tony Khan is a mark, and he's fucking acting like it on Twitter. He acts like, he does, he acts like a complete mark. This man, Tony Khan, has shown us that he is fucking all bark and no right. Because he can't write a show to save his life in 2024. Right, Tony. Pick up the fucking pen and go to work. Enough of this bullshit. I'm calling out fucking Jinder Mahal. They, good job putting putting more uh, putting more emphasis on WWE's world title match. Fucking Jesus Christ. Okay, so Jinder Mahal quote tweets uh, Tony Khan the double standard tweet. He says. Who the fuck is Hook? Watch Monday, watch Monday Night Raw on USA Network, Monday 8 p.m. Eastern. Simple as that. That's all you need to do. Make a little joke in there, advertise your show, call it a day. That was Jinder Mayhal's response. And yeah, thank. good job, Tony. Good job. Great job getting Jinder Mahal over. Great. Great job, Tony. Um Seriously, man. Seriously, bro. Uh yeah, the, I don't know, man. I don't know. Again, Tony, pick up the fucking pen and get to work. Stop worrying about all this other bullshit. Worry about your show. Do not fucking fold under the pressure of WWE being on a fucking phenomenal run right now as they've been on for the past year. Stop folding under this shit, man. Time to get to work. It's time to get this company back to where it needs to be. Again, all bark, no right. Write a better show. You know, it's as simple as that, dude. Jinder Mahal just fucking catch caught strays for absolutely no reason and again half of the people literally half of the fucking championship matches this is coming from the same guy again that does a championship match every week just so it looks good on his television program uh this is coming uh again from from that guy so i mean seriously don't 
Don't be worrying about anybody else's fucking booking, booking plot holes and booking problems when you got fucking more than enough that you need to deal with yourself. Literally. <clears throat> Unfucking believable, man. Unbelievable. Again with this guy. Completely, completely fucking embarrassing. Completely embarrassing. It really and was, man. And again, from what I've read, AEW, the people in AEW backstage just wish he would shut the hell up already as it is. Oh, you know it. I know they're sick of him. Completely fucking ridiculous, man. Shut up. And get your fucking company back to where it used to be. Please. For the love of God. Speaking of more complaining in AEW. Speaking of ho-ass comments. Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy says the Hardys are stuck on AEW Rampage. Jeff Hardy tweeted this out. When he tweeted out promoting uh, AEW Dynamite uh, for the homecoming AEW Dynamite in Daly's Place. We, the Hardys, will not be appearing on this live show called <laughs> AEW Dynamite. We, the Hardys, are stuck in the dimension of AEW Rampage. I wonder why. Uh, First of all, he signed with Tony Khan. He's got to have dementia because every three weeks he'll remember and forget half his talent. So there's that. And second of all, have they watched their matches back? <laughs> it's kind of a fucking a slop fest from those two as of recently. I mean, I don't want them in any main anything right now anyway. You know... The thing is, is, you know, the Hardys are legends. They're seriously one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Uh, you know, would everybody love to have them have an AEW tag team title run? Um, I'm sure in a perfect world, people would. People would want them to have that. But the reality of the situation is not only... Have they not watched their matches back? Uh, but, you know, a lot of Jeff's problems, you know, I could easily see why that would sway Tony Khan's mindset in, you know, not wanting to seriously go all in with these guys because at the drop of a dime, you know, this company could be looking at it as, you know, at the drop of a dime, this guy out of nowhere can go off and embarrass the company again. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's that. I mean, it's as simple as that, dude. It's really as simple as that. Um, it, it obviously sucks, but again, like Sir K said, if these guys watch their matches back, their work is not very good. Um, it, it, it's not, it's unfortunate, but it's the truth. They fucking went back to a gimmick that people hasn't cared about since they returned to WWE in fucking in Mania 33. Like, what do we care about here? Even if you were putting on some good matches, what? why would I care? You guys are just the same 
like you two, you were a couple years ago. Just not that much good at it anymore. It's it's kind of a self-inflicted wound for the most part. A hundred percent. One hundred percent, man. So, yeah, that's that's the news on uh, Jeff Hardy. I guess being uh, there was also news a couple weeks ago that he says he feels like a ghost backstage, like how he felt in WWE. Jeff, man, you know, it sucks, but kind of did it to yourself, bro. Yeah. Yeah, you are a legend in most people's eyes. You still are, but you really didn't help yourself. Definitely, dude. Definitely, man. Uh, yeah, it's it's really it's really as simple as that. It really is, man. Um, but another thing, too, about that Tony Khan and Hook situation Like Sir K was saying, isn't and I was just thinking about this, isn't it sad that Jinder Mahal and Hook are probably sitting in the same boat, even though one of them is is considered a rising superstar? And what I mean by that is they're both going to lose their championship matches and not be seen for the next seven weeks, which in Jinder's case is the norm because, you know, he's Jinder Mahal. But in Hook's case... This is supposed to be a rising star in your company. And seven weeks later, when he makes a random appearance on Dynamite, all you're going to hear is commentary. Oh, one of the top rising stars in AEW. Maybe fucking act like it. You say that about half your young talent and don't do anything with them. Like, everybody (laughs) wanted to talk about all these stories in the Continental Classic. Tony's not fucking cashing in on any of them so far. Like, Mark Briscoe's story's going cold. If you keep let Jay Lethal's story getting cold, we're going to be right back to square one, and the tournament's not going to matter at all. Like, Daniel Garcia. You know, they're, uh, from the looks of it, doing okay with him so far, but... (sighs) Did we see him on Dynamite this week? I don't remember. I don't remember seeing him. He's in a match with FTR and they're facing House of Black. (laughs) What? Yes. And per, I don't know if it is Tony Khan or AEW's tweet that I saw, but due to these these six guys, um, heated rivalry as of late or heated interactions and something like that, he said that they're they're having the the six-man for some reason the fuck i mean i know ftr was feuding with house of black but how the fuck did we get daniel garcia in there to team with (laughs) see this is the kind of shit don't be talking about their product because guess what the difference between wwe and aew is wwe actually has some fucking momentum unlike hook Unlike half the people that get fucking championship matches on your fucking television product. How about that? Doesn't make any fucking sense, man. Doesn't make any sense. And like Sir K says, in a couple weeks, when Hook returns to television after three months off, they're going to shove down your throat that he's a fucking rising star. He's a rising star that we don't do shit with. He's another talent that we're not cashing on his potential. That's who Hook is. Might as well say that for half the fucking roster. 
Here's another guy that we haven't cashed in on because we're fucking brain dead. But let's complain about WWE's television product. Figure your own shit out. First, and then come at WWE. Yeah, and that's the thing. Give it a couple more weeks, WWE's going to be in their biggest time of the year. So if you think they got good shit going on on television now, just wait till we get into the fucking Royal Rumble and the fucking uh, and the Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania build. Just wait. It's only going to get worse, especially if you put on shows like that. Sorry, bro. No, no, you're good. It's going to be insane. The quality difference is going to be fucking insane for the next couple months, man. That mania weekend. They, I cannot wait to see the the star-studded um, collision they're going to put that Saturday night. That fucking AEW fan they're going to put the little greater than symbol over for night one. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, stop lying to yourself, bro. <laughs> We're so fucking better. back. Dude, dude, they're, the AEW fan base is like Twitter phrases and that dude I hate we're so back generational dynamite coming up this that dude 24 7 Tony Khan breeze and they're fucking marking out <clears throat> saying the best dynamite is about to happen we get one of the most boring dynamites um of last year already this year it's like shut up please at least with WWE fans, they just get excited about stupid shit. Yeah. You put fucking Jinder Mahal in front of them and they're marking out. At, le- at least they're just enjoying he's, what he's, they're watching. He's the biggest baby face to them. And that kind of shit is hilarious. Like, hilarious. like, dude, the fact that they think that that man's like a giant baby face right now is it's literally been some of my favorite parts about looking through Twitter over the past couple days is like... Just seeing the like the gender outpour after Tony Khan did that, I find absolutely hilarious. Like it's genuinely hilarious. But like AEW fan base, dude, they they suck. They fucking suck. That's why I'm glad majority of the people that are in this chat are just sit in the fan base of just being professional wrestling lovers. We love we love whatever's good. Yeah. I'm not gonna fucking yeah. At, at its core, I want I love AEW, but guess what? I don't love right now AEW. I mean, it, it is what it is. I mean, I I like WWE for a while. I didn't. Now I'm in love with it again. It's my preferred show. It, it's that's it's whatever is good. I like. I am a bandwagon because guess what? I'm gonna watch and enjoy. What I like to watch and enjoy. Like, I don't get those fans' mentality, man. I really don't. Yeah, it's... I, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, go go ahead and call us marks or, or bandwagons or whatever you want to call us. But to be honest, I'm going to go to where, where it's fucking good. And WWE is fucking good at the moment. And <laughs> AEW has underperformed. Exactly, like... That's the best part of it, Bill. You'll watch some fucking clip of some child fucking going nuts and crying that they're beating the Miz and shit. Oh, and that shit just kills me. It does. And you got like a bunch of fucking three-year-olds that are crying about it, how it's still real to me, damn it. 
Like, really, their fan base is absolutely hilarious. I love it. Dude, they, they genuinely are. Like, dude, the memes, the video, but like, not even memes. I wouldn't even call them memes, bro, but like, the video packages of these people that these people are making for Jinder Mahal, like, this man's about to walk out on Monday in front of like 150,000 deep and fucking. Walking like Mad Bunny. Literally, oh, bro, that one was one of my favorites, dude. Jinder's entrance on Monday, and it's just a fucking bat, a clip of the Bad Bunny entrance. No, bro, but these people are making memes. Like, this man, Jinder Mahal, is about to walk out in front of 150,000 people and fucking dethrone. Seth Rollins at fucking WrestleMania 50 or some shit. Like, WWE fans, bro, when they get in their bag and when they start marking out for people, oh, it's some of the funniest it's shit hilarious. ever. But fucking AEW fans, dude. When they just these, got this elite. They really are elitist. They are. Like, <laughs> dude, I tell you, bro, I'm so tired of hearing the phrase we're so fucking back. We've been saying it for like two years now, and AEW hasn't been back. Dude, they, <laughs> dude, there's like one good segment, and they're like, we're so fucking back. We're so back. Like, shut what? the fuck up, bro. No, Please. Uh, if you get all the fucking full uh, 485 match history of some random person from New Japan, you're not a wrestling fan, you're just a soap opera fan. It's insane, like dog. <sighs> hate him. I, I hate him. The worst part is those aren't the those weren't the the fans that watched when AEW started. Those were the New Japan fans that fucking came over because all their fucking favorites went to AEW, so they had to watch it. Like. I remember I was seeing tweets a little bit ago, um, a couple weeks ago, about how, you know, people don't want people don't want AEW to be the alternative. They they just want WWE, but but in their own way. Yes, that's exactly what we wanted. That's what made them the alternative. They did the overall same goal, but it was better at the time. That's why it was the alternative. <laughs> They were WWE with more uncensored wrestling in terms of like ver more of a variety in styles and mm -hmm. long-term booking. That's what they were. Booking. Yeah, people were able to talk crazy on television. Yeah. It was what everybody wanted at the time. They wanted it to be a little edgy. AEW was a little edgy. They wanted more match in quality and variety. That's what AEW was producing. They were producing long-term stories. And that's what made it great. And now... All these fans want is just literally when I when we say just matches, we genuinely say because that's what they want. They just want match after match after match. They want to sit there for fucking eight hours straight just watching matches. I'll never forget. This was one of Sir K's greatest fucking hits when we, me and him were watching a fucking dynamite together. And I swear to God, he's 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 sitting on my couch, and. <laughs> Eventually, after like four back to back to back to back matches, they go to go into another match, and this man fucking leans his head back in fucking complete drought, and he just goes, Oh, can I get a fucking segment? Put on a segment, dude. And they went, the worst part was they went into another fucking match after that. 
Dude, I just want to watch. I want to watch two of my favorite wrestlers talk to each other, bro. Can I just watch that? Can I watch two some of the best talents in the world interact with each other in a meaningful way? Like, there's more to wrestling than matches. It's, I hate to break it to them. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, Cody brought a lot of that sports entertainment feel to AEW, and like once. You know, AEW kind of like made the JAS and they started like understanding like, oh, our audience hates sports entertainment. They boot it because it's a WWE like term. But no, the fuck they didn't. No, they didn't because everybody loved AEW in the beginning. And it was it was sports entertainment with a, a, a mix of like new japan and then uh the young bucks and and that crop of guys brought that mix of like pwg and like indie feel to the company it was it was like a, a mix of like wwe and the indies it was a super indie like was, you know it was beautiful yeah and now it's just an indie <laughs> you know it's it, it wasn't it didn't resemble much of like a new japan like it does now where you're getting match on match on match on match on match it's like it it was it was it was like w the my best way of describing early aew is like wwe and the like prime like pwg um indie kind of days like those those kind of eras mixed mixed into one you know um uh i mean a little bit of japan in the terms of like variety of styles like you know you would mm -hmm. see a lot of japan style over there but like even kenny omega toned down on a lot of his japan style because it's not a sustainable wrestling style for these guys and their longevity it's not it's, it's not it, it, exactly you know you do all this shit you do all this shit in a match and, and like uh fucking edge was just talking about it on an interview like how he's trying to tell people less is more tone shit down focus on the story because the story yeah. is what matters and like we were talking about on the year-end awards um that is why i really feel he's good for this company and uh, maybe he won't because i don't know if people are going to listen to him but um in terms of him just being a good backstage presence for for that locker room i i i think he'll be a great backstage presence because the more people you can get back there that can teach these guys about storytelling and putting on great stories the better because all they seem to care about is who can go out there and get their fucking daily fix of new japan in and fucking make all the new japan marks go crazy and yeah i don't know i don't know i don't know if aew's convinced all these people that they love new japan and that all they want to see is matches but whatever it did it did no good for their fucking company none no, whatsoever it was really the killer of their company nobody wants to see this shit man it was an alternative when they were putting on great stories and they still had that fucking mix and that variety of match style. Nowadays, you just get matches. Matches. Match after match after match. Because that was the worst part about last night. That was one of those episodes where there's like two segments in all matches. 
And it's just fucking excruciating to sit through. Yeah, and one of the segments was an exact fucking copy and paste of the segment that they did the week before. Yeah. He's going after the Continental title. He's going after the world title. These guys are ROH Tag Team Champions, and they're great. And I'm going to be back. The fuck? The fuck was that? It was fucking the week before, dude. It was pointless. It was fucking pointless, man. The hell was that? The fuck? Every fucking week with these Tony Khan rants. Every fucking week. Golly. Sting. According to Fightful Select, Sting has had major say in who his final opponents at Revolution will be. As of several weeks ago, the Young Bucks were actively the plan and the one that Sting was on board with. Sting getting the right send-off has been a very important thing for Tony Khan. It has been very, uh, it has been said that, uh, it has been said that pretty well, uh, whatever Sting wants uh, en route to his send-off, AEW has been willing to make happen as long as Tony Khan has access to the talent. So. Okay, that makes it more acceptable. Yeah, so here's the thing. I I was... mm-hmm. What were you saying? You thought what? I thought it was Tony Khan being Mark. I'm not gonna lie. That that match that they're obviously making, I thought it was TK being a Mark. But if it is Sting's decision to want that, and that's his his goal, I can accept that. And you know what? The more I thought about it, the more I thought about it, the more I thought to myself, you know what? Sting, how would he, you know, want to have? A, such a what would make the young bucks be a draw for him to want to you know have a match with or his last match with and i thought to myself oh yeah they all were in tna together back in the day so he probably remembers them from when they were you know just young jits in the business right so another thing i heard was Sting loved the match that they had with them at Forbidden Door earlier this year, or I don't know which year that was. That might have been two. That might have been at the Forbidden Door that we were at. Yeah, it wasn't been, it? It was like yeah. Bullet Club versus like Dudes with Attitudes or something. No, Dudes with Attitudes was um, it was Punk with those two. No, but they also <laughs> did it with the guy in New Japan. I remember. Because I remember mm. we were making fun of it for the first Forbidden Door. Okay. Yeah, but maybe. So. So. When I. When Sting was going to announce his final opponent, I was like, okay, he's going to call out Darby Allen. Because that, that would be my preferred match. Yeah. But as I dipped into the well, I, I, I could see why not. So. I was a little upset because I was like, oh, the Young Bucks, really? I was like, huh, that's a, a little odd. I was like, for his last match, I was like, we're not going to do the match with Darby. 
But then I thought about this. Sting's never done a singles match in AEW. So, what are the odds he just can't do it and he doesn't want to embarrass himself on his last match? You know what I mean? Because it's his last match and does he really want to go out with people remembering him as, you know, the guy that had a horrible last singles match and he can't? Because with a singles match, the focus has to be solely on him. It has to be. You know what I mean? And it's but, his retirement, so people are going to mainly focus on him. Exactly, exactly. But the thing is, is there a better team on this planet that is going to carry anybody to a good match than well, the Young Bucks? The more that I think about it, the more I actually can't wait for that match. That shit is about to be nuts. And I think what you were saying about it kind of protecting Sting will also elevate Sting in his last match because in his last match, all people ever think about, damn, he went crazy with the Young Bucks. Remember when he fucking did that and he did that because he's going to pull off the craziest shit of his career in that match. That man is going to pull off a fucking Canadian Destroyer or some fucking shit, man. And it's going to be insane. And that's what we're going to remember it for. And I think they're making the right choice. Now that I think about it more... And although I wanted the Darby match, and you know, personality and future-wise, it would have made sense to do that. I think for career-wise, at this point in Sting's life, it is does make more sense to do to do the tag match, and it's going to be insane. Also, also another thing about <clears throat> the singles match. Did you really think Tony Khan? Was gonna let Sting's yeah. singles record in AEW be zero and one? Yeah. No way. That is true. No that way. Is Tony <laughs> Khan. No fucking way. Tony Khan would. He's too much of a mark. Oh, well, yeah, he's a mark, but he wants that one up that he was able to book him better than WWE was. Yeah, true. Yep. True. He Because I believe Sting in WWE, I believe he had two matches and he was zero and two. I believe he had a match against Triple H and then he had a match against Seth Rollins that he got hurt in. Um, Yeah. Sting. Yeah. Tony Khan. Tony Khan. He, nope. He's, he's not letting that, that one go. Fucking Tony Khan. That fucking Mark. But other than that. If, if I'm looking at this logically, because I've thought about this a lot for the past couple days, who better? I mean, the Young Bucks, Double or Nothing 2022, carried the fucking Hardy Boys to a great match. There's exactly. no, And I've seen everybody going crazy. when I've seen all these other tag guys saying this. What? The Bucks are the best at carrying people to good matches? Yeah, motherfucker. Yes, yes they are. Mm-hmm. They were able to carry Jeff Hardy to a fucking good match, man. That is a fucking, it's a miracle at this point, man. So, I trust him, and I, that match is actually going to go crazy. And I was, I was a little upset at first that it was going to be a tag match, but the more I think about it, the more it makes sense, man. And the more I'm actually excited for it. Uh, it's going to be really fucking sad. That moment's going to be incredibly fucking sad. But I also can't wait for it. I think it's going to be amazing at the same time. 100%. 100%. And yeah, the more I thought about this, dude, there's no better team 
that's going to carry you to a good match. I don't think they've ever done a match. Sting's ever done a traditional tag team match with the Young Bucks. Um, so there's that. And, dude, again, if this is what Sting wants, everybody needs to shut up and respect it because this is his career, this is his retirement, um, and we should just be here along for the ride because it's been an awesome career. And, again, there's no better team. There's no better team. I've said it for years. This team is the greatest tag team of all time. I will stand on that. They are the greatest tag team of all time, and they will bring Sting to a phenomenal last match. I guarantee you. Um, that did happen, Bell. That happened Grand Slam 2021, I want to say. It was, I remember it was when Sting and Darby wore that NWO FTR gear. Um, yeah, yeah, I, it was either, tw- yeah, cause it definitely wasn't 2022 cause that was the year punk, all the sh- punk shenanigans. Ha- yeah, it was 2021 as grand slam 2021 that happened, but no man, Sting's had a, Sting's had a bunch, Sting's had a bunch of great matches. He, he has, um, he, he's, he's really had a lot of fucking bangers in his AEW run. Um, he really is. and for, for one with the bucks, I'd be down with it. I would be down would. with it, bro. For sure. And you know, at first I was like, wow, that's really stupid that they didn't do the, the Darby match. But as I started to think about it, Sting's never done a one-on-one match. Um, so, you know, I could, I, I, I could see, you know, what are the odds, you know, it ends up being a complete embarrassment for Sting and all everybody, all everybody looks at is, well, the match was bad, but it was an awesome moment because it was Sting's retirement. You know, that's not how Sting wants to go out. This man's going to be no. doing some crazy shit and he's going to go out with an all time fucking banger. So hey, really, it's going to go crazy. Yeah, man. So that is the news on Sting and his last match with AEW man um some more news that came out today according to the wrestling observer newsletter Pac Pac is expected to return soon after his 6 month absence That's good I just hope he can actually uh be around this time So really not much it is pocket at the end of the day. He shows up every three months. Yeah, they they like to have him show up, act like he's a huge deal, and then we don't see him again for another fucking three or four months. And then he pops back up, and we act like it's like a generational return. Um, every time. Every fucking time. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but I hope he can actually go on a run this time, but I Probably doubt it. Not. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh believe that's all the news we have for, for AEW for the week. Um, yes, that is it. Uh, so, now, speaking of some more news. Speaking of some more news, man, we got some news on... Oh, no, there is more AEW news. 
According to Fightful Select, several on the AEW roster were told Queen Aminata has signed to AEW. Doing it again. They had a decent match, and you're signing talent you're never going to use. Oh, Tony Khan. Oh, my fucking God. Tony. She had a squash match, bro. Like. What the fuck? Okay. All right. I, I, I don't even know what to say. I, I, another, another senseless signing for AEW. <coughs> Excuse me. That's going to go absolutely nowhere. <coughs> and that's as far as that goes. Um, yeah. Hip, hip, hooray. So, now, actually, on to some good news. This isn't AEW news. This is just news about a uh, show, I guess. Vice TV has renewed Dark Side of the Ring for a fifth season. The current plan is for it to debut in March, according to PW Insider. Uh, Yeah, this is great. Love Dark Side of the Ring, and I cannot wait to see what they got going on. We still have to finish uh, watching season four, which is off to a great start. Uh, but I'm I'm pumped for season five, man. Oh yeah, man! I can't wait. Can't wait to see what stories they do, man. Still waiting for that brawl out episode, but hopefully we get that right this season. I hope. I hope, man. I hope. I can only hope. I'm always going to be pressing them for it. Dark side of the ring. Brawl out. Dark side of the ring. The Jericho MVP cruise. The MVP cruise classic. Catching strays. Yeah. Soon we might have to fucking make dark side of the ring for fucking Tony Khan's Twitter account. <laughs> you know, he just opened that app and just. He was losing it, man. With Chris Jericho getting fucking uh, narrating the thing. Exactly, man. He's going to be narrating this whole episode. Yeah, he's going to be fucking narrating how fucking MVP fucking uh, hit him with a left. Bam! And he just fucking sucker punched me. You know, I called him a fucking child and he kicked my... Kicked my, um kicked my dressing room door down and he fucking hit me with a stray right in the fucking face knocked me out come on bill you got to be a little optimistic here man brawl out i'm starting the i'm starting the petition dark side of the ring season five brawl out three-part special okay it would be two that's the best part that way it at least have to be two episodes that way we don't have to get, you know, these guys in the same room. We could do Punk's, you know, session one episode, the Elite session the next, and Tony Khan and Chris Jericho's session the next. There you go. And you got to do an episode of the fucking uh, Brawl In, too. 
It's like gonna be like a four parter. Oh yeah, you could get that big Hawaiian guy in there that was breaking it up. They're just fighting and punching each other, blood everywhere. This rapper is just standing there watching me fucking trying to break everybody up. Fucking DJ Who Kid, whatever the fuck <laughs> his name was. <laughs> Fantastic. I love it. Yeah, that's a fucking whole season right there, Bill. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Oh, Vince. Oh, yeah. Vince McMahon, absolutely. Season six could be ever. All 10 episodes could be about fucking Vince McMahon and each crime. So, each NDA. Oh, Dark Side of the Ring. N D A E W. Ah, oh, there we go. Name. Dark Side of the Ring. Brawl out and brawl in. Love yeah. it. Brawl, brawl out. NDAEW. We got all the episodes there. Seriously. Fucking the epic Twitter rants of fucking Mr. Tony Khan. Ah, oh, lovely. All right, man. On to some WWE news, man. Tyler Bate. Hey. According to the WWE.com roster page, Tyler Bate is listed as a SmackDown superstar. Holy fucking shit. Look at that. After all these years, the first like decade of this man's career, it's finally worth it. After... Seven years in NXT, his entire adult life, he is called up. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful, man. You love to see it. Tyler Bates on SmackDown. I hope he doesn't fall into the Cameron Grimes effect and fall into absolutely doing nothing. I'm really upset that Trent Seven signed with Impact because, dude, if we could have got British Strong Style, oh, God. It would have been perfect, man. It would have been perfect. It really would have. It really would have. But Tyler Bates on SmackDown, I love Tyler Bates. I think out of British Strong Style, he's the most gifted. Um, I, I think he's absolutely fantastic. Um, And I, I'm, 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 I'm hyped for him, man. I'm hyped for him, so... Yeah, happy to finally see this man get called up. Crazy. Finally, after all these years, finally, he gets to be called up. Seriously, bro. Seriously. Um, Speaking of more people on SmackDown, there are rumors. Rumors going around, man, that WWE wants AOP and Karrion Cross to look like SmackDown's great threat. Until WrestleMania 40, and they have big plans for them at that event. Look at that man having plans for somebody, for a whole group that is. Wow. I hope so. I hope so, man. I hope they got big plans for them, and I'm glad that they uh, are, you know, got plans to make these guys a huge, a huge threat on the roster. So it's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be, gonna be cool to see. Gonna be hold is cool to see. I just hope that um, everything goes according to plan, um, as far as that is concerned. Uh, but uh, actually, on the other side of the coin, uh, the group that 
AOP and Karrion Cross are going against Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. WrestleVotes is reporting that Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits' faction will be known as the Pride. Mm. How you feeling about this? Not bad. Just kind of, kind of lame. I mean, the name would be better if the group was better. But I don't really care about the group itself at this point, so I don't even care about the name. That is true. That is true. I definitely can see why you feel that way. They've definitely handed this group a lot of L's. Um, I really just think, dude, the missing piece is MVP. He really is, dude. They they need him in that group. They really do. Seriously, he's a great manager, and you are severely wasting his talent with Omos. Seriously. And then there's fucking rumors that they're want to repackage Omos. What the fuck are you going to repackage him into? He's so one-dimensional. What are you going to repackage him into a fucking Will Ospreay-like talent? I mean, what what are you going to do? Repackage him into fucking 2019 NXT UK Walter? I mean, what, yeah. what, what are you going to do to him? <laughs> what are you going to do? Go back to making him a fucking bodyguard? Are you going to make him a ninja again? I mean, what the fuck are you going to do with him, dude? What? There's not much you can do with the guy. Literally, there's only so much you can do the same thing over and over again. Like, come on. And that's just one of the things I'll never understand that uh, from Triple H's booking, dude, is how you've managed to let MVP sit on the sidelines and do nothing for so long is complete fucking completely abysmal to me. Exactly. It it just makes no goddamn sense. Oh man. God, what a match that was, Bell. Tyler Bate and Walter. Ugh man. How about Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn from Takeover Chicago? Oh my god. Dude, yeah, Tyler Bates a stud. He's a fucking stud, man. Um seriously. So that weekend was so crazy. Tyler Bate and Walter, you had fucking Okada and uh, Marty Skrull from that weekend. That absolutely just fed the streets. Um, crazy. Man, such a, such a crazy, such a crazy weekend that was, bro. Such a crazy weekend that was. But in terms of Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, uh, the, uh, I mean, the, the group name is... I mean, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, to be 100% honest, dude, anytime you hear about, like, a faction or a group name, um, nine times out of ten, I'll be sitting here and being like, eh, I don't know how I feel about it, but... And then, yeah, and then you end up liking yeah, exactly. it. Um, the Undisputed Era, I always go back to that one. Um, mm-hmm. When I first heard The Undisputed Era, I was like, what the fuck is that? And then... You know, now they're they're one of the best (laughs) factions with one of the best faction names ever. Um, It happens. uh, It happens all the time. So I'll wait to give a little bit of my analysis on it. Uh, But I mean, it's okay. It's okay. But I'll be willing to see where where it goes. Um, 
Uh, personally, I just wish they would have got the Hurt Business with all the original Hurt Business members back together. But I get they didn't want to call it the Hurt Business because it's a new group. You know, it's it's it is a new group. You know, it's it's you know Bobby and the Street Profits, and you know it's technically not the Hurt Business. But you know, I just God, I just wish they would have got Bobby, Cedric, Shelton, and MVP back together. It was that simple. You know, it I'm really fucking you. was. But. I get they wanted to do something with the Street Profits, and I'm okay with the pride. Um, but you know, I, I'm I'll, I'll let it develop before I really give an analysis on whether I don't like the name or I do like the name. But um, for now, it's it's all right. Exactly. Exactly. So with that. We got some news on a, uh, keeping with the SmackDown theme here, we got some news on a SmackDown commentator, Kevin Patrick. Per PW Insider, they confirmed that several people in the WWE are keeping an eye on Kevin Patrick and his performance on SmackDown. Kevin Patrick has the difficult task of replacing Michael Cole on the blue brand uh, and has to put... And has to put his heart into staying in that position and keeping that position. I have not heard uh, AOP and Karrion Cross's group, uh, rumored group name, but if you would love to share, I, I would love to hear it. They trademark something. That was looks to be the name. Oh, Final Testament. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I heard. Let me see. I heard they registered the Final Testament for a new TV show or event, but mm. I mean, maybe it could just be rumors. Could maybe who knows? Hmm, that's interesting. I did hear about that Final Testament. I like it. It's not that's, bad at all. That's, that's decent. I feel like Cross could come up with something a little more creative than that, being that he always says like weird little things in his promos. Um, he does. Like, I mean, Final final Testament's not so bad. I, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I feel like with all the shit Cross says in his promos, he could be able to come up with something a little cooler because he does say a lot of really cool shit in his promos. But um, I'm rocking with it. I like that. I like that. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, so back to Kevin Patrick. I, I think they know that he sucks and I think they set him up for failure. Oh yeah. I think they're setting him up. I think they want him out of there and they're, this is just going to be their excuse eventually. A hundred percent, a hundred, uh, 110%. I think they know he can't fill Michael Cole's shoes on uh, in that booth and I think they set him up for failure I think they know he sucks and I think they're going to get him out of there and I really think it's only a matter of time but who who do they have replace Kevin Patrick hmm hmm I'm thinking of a certain hmm. guy I don't know if you guys heard of him 
I'm thinking of a certain guy that used to commentate for the golden age, or shall I say the black and golden age of professional wrestling. I'm talking a little Mauro Ranallo, bro. I hope so, dude. I really hope so. Dude, make it happen. Make it happen, Triple H, bro. Get get Mauro in the booth. Everybody fucking loves the bipolar rock and roller. Bro, who doesn't fucking love Mauro Ronaldo? Mauro's Mauro's Mauro is king, bro. Mauro, if bro, Mauro calling for Roman Reigns. Could you imagine Mauro calling for Sami Zayn in the bloodline story? Can you fucking imagine that? Beautiful. I'm calling for Jay and Sammy. Uh, imagine dude. Royal Rumble last year. Oh, bro, dude, could you imagine? Oh, yeah. oh my god, my god, Morrow calling and dude, one of Morrow's dreams was to call WrestleMania. Let's make it fucking happen this year, bro. This should happen. We need it. Morrow calling Cody Rhodes winning the undisputed championship. That'll be a magical ass moment, bro. Dude. But oh god, you got me thinking, dude. Morrow calling the Sami Zayn and Bloodline turn. Holy <laughs> fuck. That would have been something, dude. That would have been something. That fucking chamber. Oh, beautiful. Dude. This man Morrow Ronaldo literally breathes so much life. Like the embodiment of what a announcer, like, should have been or like should do for a talent is Mara Ronaldo. Like a lot of people, and that that's a oh 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 this is about to get me pissed. A lot of people, a lot of people give Mara so much slack, and like they like almost hate like certain aspects of Morrow's game that like makes him the greatest commentator of all time. It pisses me off so bad. Like. Oh, what's all these music references and what's all these corny nicknames? Do you want to know who fucking gave Tommaso Ciampa the fucking nickname of the Blackheart or, or the Archer of Infamy? All that shit came from Mauro Ronaldo. Like, Literally. dude, Mauro is responsible for, like, this is how important Mauro was. Uh, like, just to sum it up for you guys, a lot of people did not want to admit that, including myself, that NXT was no longer special. A lot of people yeah. hung on to that. But when Mauro Ronaldo left NXT, that was the moment where a lot of us were like, oh, yeah, this is done. It's good. Yep. Yeah. Like, so much, so many of us were holding on to black and gold NXT just simply because of the fact that Morrow was still in the booth. But once Morrow Ronaldo left, that was the moment where so many of us were like, oh, okay, this is over with. And that is how special he was to black and gold. In a lot of aspects, Morrow was black and gold. And get him on the main roster, bro. That would be fucking mm -hmm. magical. We need it, man. It'd be fucking perfect. It really would. It really would. I really think it would. And anyways, Kevin Patrick, 
I think they're setting him up for failure. I think they know what they're doing here. They know he sucks. They know they need better. And Morrow is just that fucking dude, bro. Um, He's such that dude. I think I was watching a clip of one of the Creed movies, and they used him as the commentary for one of those fights in the movie. Beautiful. Beautiful. I, I, I was watching the clip, and I was like, is that fucking moral? And it was, dude. That's how goaded that man is. God. God he yeah. Morrow. Morrow's the man. Morrow's the man. He really is. Um, yes, please. Please fucking get this man back on commentary, bro. This man is a student of the game. This man is ap- nobody, nobody touches Morrow Ronaldo in my eyes. Like, there's a lot of amazing commentators dude like there's like you know there is there's uh, in the world of professional wrestling dude there you got jim ross absolute legend michael cole absolute legend but for as great as they are nobody even nobody's uh, even comes close to being up to snuff for what mara ronaldo brought to the table like the just dedication he put into calling for Literally everybody that went out there is unmatched. It's unmatched, and to this day, uh, I, or going forward, I still don't think we'll see anything like that. Um, I really don't. Yeah, he's he's unmatched. He really is. Like you, nobody could tell me different, bro. That man, that man's just built different, bro. Morrow's the goat. He really is, man. That man truly is the fucking goat. We need him back. Seriously, man. But as for Kevin Patrick, you know, I liked him a lot more as a backstage interviewer. I was optimistic about him being on commentary. They got him in commentary. A lot of people immediately fucking shit on him. I wanted to give him a chance. I wanted to give him some time. I gave him some time, and I just, I don't think that it's uh, working out. And, yeah, I I think Morrow Morrow is the man moving forward. Um, So, yeah. I think so. Definitely, man. Definitely. So, while talking about wanting Morrow to come back, let's talk about somebody who might not be coming back. Or, he might just be coming back. According to PW Insider, Drew McIntyre still has not renewed his contract within the WWE, which is due around WrestleMania time. Um... How you feeling, bro? I think there's still a chance, man. I no, although <clears throat> I want him to resign, and I overall think he will. I could still see there being a chance that he leaves. Me too. Uh, but I feel like the chances are very slim at this point. Slim as hell. I think they're slim as hell. But I think if he hasn't resigned yet. He's looking for something. I'm curious to see what it is. Definitely. Maybe it's just, maybe it's the old, uh, you know, he's holding out for more cash or he's holding out to just make sure that WWE is actually going to properly utilize him. Exactly. After resigning. So there's that. But here's the thing with Drew, before his, um, before his uh uh what is it before his uh whatchamacallit uh little character resurgence here 
I would have absolutely thought he was leaving. Uh, but, but, after this, the chances are very slim. But you know what's a beautiful thing that I just thought about? Last summer, Drew McIntyre was talking about how, or it was rumored that Drew McIntyre wasn't mm-hmm. happy with not being a prominent figure in AEW or in WWE and how he wanted to be used in a better light and all that shit. Isn't it crazy that him and Triple H probably cooked up this whole character arc in the summertime and it ended up just booked up yeah. until just now? Crazy. Crazy, so man, probably. It really is. It really is, man. But, but, uh, yeah, man. So, as far as Drew McIntyre is concerned, I really don't see him leaving at this point. I mean, we've seen crazier, and there still could could be a chance, obviously. But in terms of uh, do I see him leaving, at least do I see the chances of him leaving as high as I did a couple months ago? After all this stuff, man, probably not, to be honest. And I'm okay with that because uh, he's been uh, the best part about Monday Night Raw, for sure. Oh, 100%, man. I would definitely prefer him to stay, but I think it's still possible. Definitely. Definitely, man. So, so. That is the news on Drew McIntyre and his upcoming WWE contract. According to the Wrestling Observer Radio, a change of scenery is expected after WrestleMania 40. Uh, I believe uh, the change of scenery will come in the fact of uh, set changes is what they're talking about here. Um, yes, this is something that should have happened after WrestleMania 39, but you know, Vince had to start getting his grubby little hands into everything throughout the beginning half, uh, slash summer of last year. And that ended up not happening, but in terms of a set change, I think it's well overdue. And I think triple H could really cook up some cool shit if he wanted to, in terms of sets for, uh, 2024 and after WrestleMania 40 something I'm all for and this is something I've been all for for a really long time because we need some new logos we need some new sets we need um I know they got the guy to fill Kevin's per, uh Kevin Dunn's production position um and just a complete revamp of production too I think is something that is uh sorely needed and I really think Triple H could cook up some cool and unique sets for both shows. I think so, man. I think so. And I can't wait to see uh, how they look and what they look like. Definitely, man. Definitely. Uh, so yeah, that is, that is the news on the, uh, potential scenery changes for after WrestleMania. Giovanni Vinci Giovanni Vinci man all right his injury time 
how long will Mr. Vinci be out of action? So, on Monday's episode... Oh my god, no way, you gotta send it. Oh no, oh god, fucking ain't more of this. Please tell me you got a picture. Please. I didn't even catch it. Um, so... In resp- um, oh, so on Monday's, last Monday's episode of Monday Night Raw, Michael Cole provided an update on uh, Giovanni's, Giovanni Vinci's condition on commentary. Uh, Cole mentioned Giovanni Vinci will be sidelined for a number of weeks due to his injury. Uh, in response to Vinci's injury, uh, his Imperium partner Ludwig Kaiser sought revenge. Kingston and Kaiser faced off in a singles match, which ultimately ended in a double countout. Nice. Nice, Logan. Nice. Oh, um, yeah, this sucks, dude. This sucks. I believe it's concussion, so he'll probably be out for a month or two. Um, but... Uh, yeah, it sucks, man, but I hope he makes a good, reco- uh, a great recovery and, and gets back, um, into the mix of things, bro. That, that, that really sucks. Definitely, man. I hope he gets well soon, man. Th- those type of things are the worst and I just hope he gets better soon. For sure. For sure, man. So Monday night raw. Monday Night Raw, man. WWE's Monday Night Raw could find a new home. John Orand gave a prediction. um, uh, Gave a prediction On uh, WWE's landing spot for Monday Night Raw when they jump to, um, or wherever they jump to uh, when their contract expires in October of 2024, Orin's prediction suggests that Amazon will keep Raw on Monday nights, targeting a young male audience and providing Prime Video with another marquee night of live programming alongside Thursday night football. This shift, uh, this shift from cable television to a streaming service would mark a significant change in the wrestling television rights industry. The move to a streaming service like Amazon Prime Video would reflect the changing landscape of television consumption. Cable TV will see a decline in viewership while streaming services are on the rise. The shift will be reshaped how television content is valued monetarily. Streaming services provide precise data insights, allowing companies like WWE to accurately access their viewer access their viewership uh, and the value of their production. Streaming data combined with advertising revenue and sponsorships can also help companies determine their brand's worth when negotiating media rights deals. This means that WWE could potentially secure a lucrative deal than their previous argument or, or previous argument, previous agreement with NBC Universal. Uh, wow. 
So when you put it like I that, it. I doubt it. Like Logan saying, "There's no way they go to the It's it's interesting, bro. It's interesting when you put it like that. It's very interesting in the terms of them having a more precise, uh, a more precise outlook on their television. But to be a hundred percent honest, dude. To be 100% honest, now, WWE does like doing stuff like this. They do like being ahead of the curve when it comes to making uh, plays and being the first to do something uh, in terms of, you know, being maybe not the first, but the first major company to uh, move a major show like Monday Night Raw from from cable television to uh, a streaming service. But right now, I would be shocked if this happened. I, I would. Um, I, I, I don't see them moving uh, to a streaming service just yet. Now, obviously, down the line... Uh, with just the way of the world, I could absolutely see that happening being that, you know, they, they are, you know, streaming services are huge and I, I could see them eventually making that move. But right now, man, I, I, I don't, I, I just, I see them staying on cable television right now. Definitely, man. Definitely a pri primary, not primary, but a good chunk of their audience is of the older variety who probably wasn't gonna want to go to a streaming service to watch Monday Night Raw. So, for at least the next couple of years, I still see them being on cable. Right. I mean, that was supposed to come in streaming service initially happened, and they're still going. So, and streaming services are just becoming a new cable. So, I mean. Right. Might as well just stick to cable at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I I don't know, man. I don't know. I I I felt I felt for for a very long time that the the death of cable uh, is coming and it does continue to kick on, but eventually, uh, eventually, man, I, I do feel like a lot of at least uh, a lot of at least major shows will be going to a streaming service and they would, you know, like I said, WWE, they like to be the first of, and if they could move a 52 week uh, show a year to a streaming service, and if they feel that down the line, this could be something huge for them. And if it could be big money and if it is big money for them, they're, they're probably going to go wherever the money takes them. So I wouldn't be surprised. We've seen crazier. Um, but um, I, I, I wouldn't be shocked at, at all. I mean, it's, it, it's something that obviously there would be a, maybe a little bit of shock to, um, of course, just because, you know, for as long as they've been around, they've been on cable television. So there, there would be that shock factor, but in terms of moving to a streaming service, that's just the way of the world right now. And the way the world's moving and, um, you know, I, I could I could absolutely see everybody getting getting hip to it at some point. And especially these big, big brands, you know what I mean? Thursday night football. Um, I believe they show some sort of football uh, one night of footballs on Peacock. You know what I mean? So 
WWE sees things like this and they like to follow suit. So don't be surprised. Same, same with me. I, I don't own traditional cable anymore. I, I go with YouTube TV. That's my term of, uh, or my source of, uh, cable um I, I i i wouldn't really call it traditional cable but it's definitely i mean youtube tv is streaming so you know that's the way of the world and and again wwe people move away from that i haven't had uh traditional cable television in fucking god knows how long and that's the way of the world and like i said wwe sees that and they like to follow suit to these kind of things so you know i could absolutely don't be shocked if they do go to go to amazon but for right now i, I want to say no but I, I i'm also not completely ruling it out definitely man it's interesting it's interesting to see and where they could go man Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So. Elimination Chamber. The tickets. So far, according to WrestleTix, 41,762 tickets have been sold for the Elimination Chamber event in Australia. Which is interesting because I wonder what their current setup is for. Let me see. <clears throat> Wrestle ticks. Not sure he posts. I'm not sure WrestleTix posted. Ah, here we go. Their current setup is for 45,923. And their current, current tickets distributed are uh, 41,762. So if you do want to go to Perth, if you do want to go to Perth for Elimination Chamber, there are 4,161 tickets available for um, for the show. They just got to sell a dynamite worth of tickets at this point. Exactly. Just one dynamite, one dynamite arena left, bro, and they got a full house. Uh, so... Yes, that is the uh, update on the Elimination Chamber ticket sales. And according to a report from Wrestling Observer Radio, the government of Saudi Arabia wants The Rock versus Roman Reigns to be in their country. <laughs> of course they do. Well... This obviously isn't happening in Saudi Arabia um, as much as they would want it to. And while we're speaking on Perth, Australia.
Australia is willing to pay half of The Rock's salary for that night, for Elimination Chamber, for working that match. So if they're willing to put in half because they want Dwayne Johnson at that show, obviously, you know, they got one of the shows coming up. So more times more times than not they're going to be the ones to actually uh get Dwayne Johnson uh on their uh on their product so um yeah i don't know it, it of course saudi wants it but is it going to happen in my eyes N- no way no i still think um australia chambers getting it man I can see them getting the random second match if they really want to do that, but I don't think they're getting the first special match. Definitely. Yeah, no way. No way. So, for our final story, for our final story for the day, Roman Reigns. Which is another reason this makes no sense is because Australia Australia is willing to let WWE have a easier payday with Dwayne Johnson by saying yeah. we'll pay for half of half of his uh for for you know half of his whatever you guys pay him. We'll put in half because we want him. You mean to tell me WWE's just going to say, oh, no, Roman's not advertised for the show. So, yeah, yeah, f- fuck you. Yeah. No. Well. Like, hmm? Yeah, seriously, bro. So, on the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, there are no plans for Roman Reigns to work Elimination Chamber next month. Meltzer says the Australia rumors aren't accurate. Reigns is not even scheduled for the show. He's never been advertised, and there are no plans for that date right now. I will... First of all... Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. First of all, never advertised. Kind of a lie. Uh, I'm going back on his Twitter right now, and I remember, I think, back when they first announced, you know, the location and date of Chamber... He tweeted about it to advertise Chamber. I mean, he literally was advertised for Chamber, so that's wrong, first of all. You know... Well, we're back in May already. That is true. Saudi would pay half. Saudi would probably pay the full thing, to be honest. But the thing is, you know, Perth and WrestleMania are coming up before any Saudi shows. So that leads me to believe that Saudi's probably going to get a summer and a fall show like they did this year. So, I mean, like Sir K said, if they and were to they do are, a... What were you saying? And they already have a good relationship with Saudi. So why not build a, a relationship you don't have so far yet with Australia? Exactly. And again... Again, Roman Reigns, you mean to tell me Australia tells them, 
we'll put in half and fucking WWE's response is, no, we're not doing it at all because Roman's not advertised and we're not going to make him show up to for one of the biggest fucking matches ever. Um, If there is any truth to this, this is severely fucked. Obviously, I'm speaking in a hypothetical. I don't think this is true at all, but... You know, we do got to cover both both uh, sides of the coin here, uh, or at least we like to for the most part. So if there is any inkling of truth to this, this is severely fucked because you're fucking Cody out of a main event of WrestleMania, if this is the case. And if you say just do the rock night one and Cody night two, well, genius fucking if you do that, then you're fucking Not just Cody, but Seth Rollins and CM Punk out of their main event. So that's for all the brainiacs that tried to uh, get their way out of that one with, well, put the Rock and Roman main eventing night one. Either way, you're either fucking Cody Rhodes over or you're fucking Seth Rollins and CM Punk over. And I hate to break them, but CM Punk is not a man you want to fuck over coming back to this company and the same person who fucked him over at the at that one mania fucks him over at another mania you don't think he's gonna pull some CM Punk shit back there come on they they don't want that that's the whole reason he came here so he doesn't have to deal with that and if they make him deal with that it's gonna be the end of the world it really will they're, they're not that stupid to do that shit at mania it's happening in that fucking chamber and it's obvious that it's happening in that chamber. It has to. Or either happens in that chamber, or it doesn't happen while he's champ. And boohoo to all the people that want to see it. What was one of the, like, main lines from the pipe bomb? The fact that Dwayne is in the main event of WrestleMania next year, and I'm not, makes me sick. Uh, dude, that sums it up himself. And that sums it up itself. And didn't CM Punk just talking about when being provoked, he's Satan. Do you think anybody back there wants to see Satan lunging at them? Is that what you think? Because I don't think so. You think fucking Punk and Mark wants to deal with angry Phil? No, not at all. Um... And like Logan says, why why do you choose to bring this up now and not a week ago when The Rock came back and everybody was like, WrestleMania or Elimination Chamber? Which one should it be? And everybody was bickering about that. You you couldn't have brought it up then? You bring it up now? Exactly. It's obvious. Just this is the bullshit he's been feeding and he's just going to be... We talked about it last week. We're fucking... Um, where was it Monday with the, these these journalists, man? They just get what they get, and they report it as the the only fact. When it's just one source telling them that every single time. Literally. Huh. The thing is, though, if I feel they want the rock match out of the way before the Cody match because I feel you beat rock at elimination chamber. 
Roman's tribal chief head of the table, right? He's like the fucking god of all gods standing on the top of the mountain. And then Cody beats him. That would be a way to make Roman look legit. Um, and that would make, uh, and that would also be a way for Cody to look legit as well because he beat Roman Reigns at the highest of highs coming off a victory against The Rock. Uh, <coughs> so, excuse me. So that's why, uh, that's why I wouldn't know about doing it any other year than this year. And I swear to God, if I have to see a Rock and Roman match in person, uh, I mean, it's not the worst thing, but it, it's not really something that, uh, not really something I'm jumping up and down about. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I, this is absolute bullshit. If you ask me, this is absolute bullshit. And we've called Meltzer out on bullshit, for a lot of weeks now on a lot of stories and none of them uh, or at least they hardly end up being true. So I don't believe this for a second. Uh, yeah, I refuse to believe WWE is going to tell Australia no just because they don't want to make they don't want a guy to come to work. And, and I'll tell you what, if Roman misses Elimination Chamber, I'm telling you guys right now, be very scared that he will retain that championship at WrestleMania 40. I'm saying it right now because because if this really is the final 3 months of his title reign, he's going to be at Elimination Chamber. Yes, they're going to they're going to be wanting to get him all over. They're going to be wanting to get him as as much as they can. But if they know they have time, meaning another year with this, I I'm telling you, dude, seriously, fear that that man will retain the championship at WrestleMania 40. I'm telling you guys, if he misses Elimination Chamber, that uh, it might happen. And, and I, I'd be willing to hang my hat on the fact that it will happen. If it's Cody. Exactly. If it is Cody. If it's The Rock, then he's guaranteed to kind of just yeah. beat him and continue. But if it's Cody... Obviously, there's still the chance that Cody will win it. But if he doesn't show up at fucking Chamber, it's kind of the call-in sign at that point. And if he doesn't show up at the Chamber and loses, then, my God, what was the point of not showing up at the Chamber? Seriously. Yeah, seriously. I mean, you know, exactly. That That's the thing is, what is the point of not showing up at the Chamber? Well, we did think the same thing for Survivor Series. It is Roman Reigns, so... I wouldn't be so shocked, but, you know, this is 40,000, 60,000 people. Um, I think he's going to be there, but, you know, we do got to give you guys all the options here, bro. And I'm telling you right now, if that man misses that show, seriously, seriously, be scared because he... If you are scared of Roman Reigns holding that championship another year, I really I really could see it happening. But I'm telling you, if it is the Rock at WrestleMania, we're definitely getting another year of this shit. I'm definitely, 100%, no question. Oh, 100%, definitely. But yeah, man, so that is 
it for this edition of the Notorious Hills Podcast, man. This has been episode 196 and another great episode of the news. Thank you guys so much for being here, man. Um, Melter said Elimination Chamber sold 8,000 tickets. The fuck is he smoking? 8,000 tickets. Opening Ticketmaster would prove you wrong, dude. God. Dude, that's that's wrestling journalism for you. They literally just post, post, post. 8,000. Wow, nice one, Dave. Um... Yeah, man, that is going to do it for this edition of the news here today, ladies and gentlemen. It's been another great episode. This has been episode 196. Thank you guys so much for joining us here today on this Friday's edition of the news. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much. It has been always, always, always a pleasure for my Johnny Mayhem. And I, Sir K. That is going to do it for this edition another great edition of the notorious hills podcast this has been episode 196 thank you guys so much thank you guys we love you guys please like comment and subscribe and we will see you guys on monday with notorious unscripted peace